Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effectively, and help your church thrive. I'm your host, Becky Holton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carrie Holton. Hi, babe. Hi, hon. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Well, good. What are we talking about today? Okay. Well, in this episode, we want to talk about how to improve your church's live stream worship assemblies. Ah, we've seen a lot of those in the past. It's been five or six months. Get out. Do you realize we're starting our seventh month of pandemic-ishness? Oh, my. Uh, we have, we, But we've seen a lot of a lot of these um, live stream worship services in the last five or six months, haven't we? In fact, we've seen a lot of pre-recorded worship assemblies too. Yeah, we have. And some of those were well done and some of those were not so well done, in my opinion. Yes, I would have to agree. Well, in this podcast, we thought it would be helpful to church leaders to discuss what makes for a well done live stream worship assembly. And we have a drop the mic special guest to help us with this, with this topic this week, right? We do, we do. Recently, I had a conversation with someone who has a lot of experience in live stream and pre-recorded worship assemblies. He is familiar with what should go into a quality service. Yes. And what helps a church to put her best foot forward on Sundays. Yes, he has experience in that. He, he Not only that, he has a lot of experience in full-time church ministry, too. Mm-hmm. He has served churches in Missouri and Arizona. And besides his wide experience in online worship and in full-time ministry, he's also a millennial. That's helpful. I think it is. It's very helpful. Yeah. I believe that that perspective is extremely helpful and valuable at a time like this. And on top of all of these credentials, drum roll, he happens to be <laughs> the chief technological officer of Connect 3 Ministries. Wow. We should get him <laughs> something to put on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, that is so right. And he is an important part of our team. Yes, he is. And uh, he, we, he's an important part of our family. Uh, we rely on that poor thing for all kinds of audio and video related and internet related and anything you plug in related. Yes. <laughs> he, and he also happens to be our son-in-law he happens to be our son-in-law just happens to be (laughs) that's true well today we want to offer part one of my conversation with bryce kidwell on how to improve your live stream worship assembly let's go i'm excited bryce today i would like for us to talk about live stream worship services uh, but oh, before we do, yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite topics right now. Oh, okay. I'm glad to hear it. I knew we could count on you to comment on this subject. Uh, before we do, though, I'd like to start in a very general way and just ask you again uh, how important you think it is for churches to have an online digital presence. Because, you know, I still imagine there are some church leaders out there who are wondering, well, we're just going to go back to the way things were. We didn't have an online presence earlier, so I don't know why we need one now. How would you respond to those church leaders, for example? Right, right. So I think, you know, one of the things where I where we probably need to start is just a pretty general acknowledgement for all of these churches who were able to 
able to make the switch and jump on board and, and do some of these online things. Um, I think it's pretty incredible how many of them were able to turn on a dime yes. and get live streams going. But as far as as far as the live streams go, good lord! I mean, I think you've got to have a digital presence these days is absolutely paramount, for lack of a better word. I mean, you just you absolutely have to have it, and it's it's amazing to think right now in a in the digital age that we live in, how many churches don't have any kind of any type of digital presence at all. Right, right. It is it is startling. Uh, and by digital presence, uh, clarify for some of us what you mean by that. What what would be okay. included in a digital presence? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think people just need to be able to find you online. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it, I think, the last time I was on the podcast. We were talking about websites and things, how the website is your front door. And your online worship services and things let people actually experience what it's like to be at your church without without having to come there in the first place. And that's honestly how a lot of people are starting to experience church these days and right. if they can't find you on if they can't find you online if they don't know what to expect when they're going to come be there in person uh, the likelihood of them visiting is not real high yes yes for better I, or worse you know i think studies <laughs> have shown that to be true is that today uh, the people are checking out your church before they ever come through the doors they're doing it online definitely and it's almost uh, I don't know if church stalking is the right word for it or not, but they're going to come check out their website and they're going to want you to have, they're going to want to be able to, to watch one of your services online. I know I do. I check out an online church service before I ever go visit a church these days. If people don't have the ability to check you out before they come see you live in person, they're probably not going to come. Yes. I think that is true. I think that is a very smart perspective right there. Uh, I think you're exactly right that this is the church's new front door, their online presence, whether it's a website or a live stream or whatever it is. It's it's the front door of the church today. Right. And I think probably one thing we need to say here is that putting something on your website that says what to expect when you show up is not enough. Hmm. Okay. I just want to clarify that because I think a lot of people are like, well, we have a what to expect when you come to visit section in our website. And I, I don't think that's enough um, for people to really get a good feel of what it's going to be like when they come to visit your church. Okay. Very good. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> they, they need some other content is what you're saying, right? Right. Right. They need to be able to see live they want to be able to see live people. We can see live people in every other aspect of our lives these days. I mean, just think about all the Zoom conferences and all the Zoom meetings that you're able to do even with your job. Why yes. wouldn't we expect to be able to do something like that with something that's as, that is as important and vital as church? True, true. Okay, good. Well, let's get right into uh, to our discussion about live stream worship. And, and, you know, this is not new to our listeners. In the last four or five months— uh, churches in-person worship assemblies have been very limited due to the pandemic and as far as we can tell uh, their options during this disruption have been to live stream a worship assembly or to send out a pre-recorded worship assembly and just here let me ask you this do you favor one of these options over the other a live stream <laughs> versus pre-recorded i i think that is a great question and honestly, my best answer is it, it depends. Okay. It depends on a lot of things right now. 
um, Susanna and I were talking about this particular question um, last night. And, you know, with the chaos of the world that's around us from the coronavirus and the lockdowns to the riots and things that are going on, like that feels really chaotic. And when I come to, when it comes to my worship service, I think I want to see something that's well done, well planned, and well executed. Like, and that tends to lean itself towards a pre-recorded thing mm-hmm. because I don't want to see, you know, mics not on, people who don't know that the camera isn't turn or that the camera is turned on and filming them mm. while it's going on mm-hmm. you know all of the silly problems that can plague a live broadcast i mean we see it every day in our local news some of the things that can go on there <laughs> right <laughs> you know because there's still some churches who can't meet live and in person yet right right and so a pre-recorded worship is perfectly acceptable and probably preferable in those circumstances Okay, well, let, let me ask you this. Now, you've raised another issue that I think it'd be good for us to discuss. Sure. Uh, and, and that is, uh, you know, you talk about the mic not being on or the camera not being ready or not being in the right position. I mean, do, do you really think it is important for these online worship services to be quality services? I mean, I mean, I can hear someone saying, well, this is who we are. We're just human beings. We're just the church down the street. I mean, we can't, we can't have such a quality service. How would you respond to that? Is that, is that really important? I think quality is incredibly important okay. right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, quality speaks to everything that a church values. Hmm. How well you do things and like, like the foot that you put forward, the things that you let people see. I don't know if I'm doing a good job explaining it. Yes, you but, are. Put your best foot forward is what you're saying, huh? Right. Like the perception of what people see shapes. Like if I get online and I see a poorly executed worship service, I, I'm i probably not going to think about going to that church. You think You think in general that this means a lot to those outsiders who haven't come through the doors yet. I think that's an interesting comment. I think that's an interesting statement. Well, I think it is. I think people don't, people don't want to see, you know, one of the, one of the things that we tuned into several weeks ago was a live stream broadcast from a church. Who's not the church can't meet live and in person, but they were do they do a live stream broadcast of their Sunday morning worship. And the video on the thing was like three hours long. Mm. And I thought, what in the world, what kind of worship is three hours long? Okay. And as we started watching it, somebody had turned the camera on and it was streaming and it streamed for like an hour and a half before <laughs> anybody, anybody realized what was going on. And it's stuff like that, that really affects, it affects the perception of people who are watching your church. Well, I tend to agree with you. I think the fellow who's watching online and he's, well, first of all, he's not going to hang in there for three hours. <laughs> right right he's gonna tune in and be like what why is nothing happening yes. why are they looking at the camera and like they're saying something but i can't hear them because yeah. the sound's not on right and, and I, it mostly comes down to nobody even knew the camera was on oh boy and I, <laughs> I, my guess is people in that situation wonder if those who are leading the worship really know what they're doing if if they know right. what they're doing so anyhow uh, okay right. I, I think that's a good thing it, it sort of it leans towards some of the credibility a little bit Okay. Whether or not we know what's going on. I think one thing that we need to caution, we've talked about it. I know you and I talk about it all the time, but what we, what people see online ex- sets the expectations for what they're going to experience in person. Mm-hmm. And so your online worship experience, especially when it's pre-recorded, 
needs to be a mirror image of what they're going to see in person. Yes, yes. That's one of the things that can be easy or tempting about an online, especially pre-recorded, is you can make yourself look a whole lot better than it really is. Yes, okay. Online, <laughs> right? you know, in person. So to go back to answer your question, I think bottom line, if we're talking back in February, like I would prefer to see a well-done live stream over a pre-recorded worship. Okay. And with emphasis on the well-done. Good. Because I think there's something about being able to tune in live that adds a, it adds a sense of community. Yes, it does. Especially if, like, if I'm not physically able, you know, if I'm sick and at home and I'm, and I'm watching an online service, being able to watch it together makes it feel like we're all worshiping together. Okay. So let me kind of review what I think you said, and that is <laughs> that you would prefer a live stream worship assembly, but it needs to be well done. And uh, it needs to be exactly what goes on in the in-person assembly. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, and I think we probably need to talk about that later, but I want to ask you, which one of these do you prefer? Well, I think I'm exactly with you on this. I, I prefer a live stream worship assembly, uh, but I also know that opens the door to mistakes being made, to miscues, uh, and so, uh, boy, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I, I was wanting you to answer it, not me. <laughs> I do see the value of a pre-recorded service. I really do. Definitely. Uh, because you're able to clean it up a little bit. You're able to uh, smooth out the rough edges uh, and kill any and delete any dead time that there might be. You know, for example, I, I really don't like watching a live stream this is just a small thing, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't like watching a live stream assembly and a fella takes all day to walk from the back of the auditorium to the microphone in the front. So there's dead time of five, ten seconds until he gets up there to pray or to do whatever he wants to do. Whereas right. if you had a pre-recorded service, you could eliminate that kind of dead time. It would be a lot smoother. It would flow better. I like the flow, right. but yeah, if I had my flow druthers, <laughs> if I had my druthers, I wish it would be live streamed that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a few churches who can really make a live stream work, and unfortunately, some of that involves not having people walking from the back of the from the back of the auditorium to come up and do whatever it is that they need to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, all right. Well, good. I, I appreciate that discussion. Let me ask you this question. No, I guess the time is probably coming. Well, some churches have already gone back to their in-person assemblies and the time is probably coming when most churches will go back to in-person worship assemblies when this pandemic has run its course. So right. here's my question uh, for you. Do you believe that these churches should continue to offer either a pre-recorded assembly or a live stream even after they reopen for in-person worship assemblies? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think that's some of what we were just talking about is the need to, you know, when you can't meet live and in-person, a recorded thing is acceptable. When you go back, you've got to figure out your live stream game. Okay. And because it just makes it simpler or more simple if you can if you can just do it if you can do it and stream it all at once and it's out there for the masses. I think one of the number one reasons is that there's going to be a lot of folks who who are not going to feel coming comfortable coming back to your building right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's right. It's not okay to leave them out and to let them feel neglected. Mm -hmm. Because I think those people will look for an online experience. 
Yes. Because they're there at home. I think most people would much rather watch the stream of, of a church that they're familiar with. I agree. You know, and I think secondly, we've got to acknowledge, you know, 21st century, right? Mm-hmm. And to have the means to spread the message of Christ wider than it's ever been done before. I appreciate that. I, and to simply to simply take all that equipment and stick it back in the boxes is just unthinkable. There you go. You well, know, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine what what guys like Paul and Barnabas and Peter would have done if they'd been given the ability to reach practically the entire world with a few clicks of a mouse? Oh my. Yeah, you you know Paul would have taken every opportunity. Any right. kind any kind of tool uh, that he could find to spread the gospel he would have used. Uh, and and one one thing I like about what you're saying here is that uh, a live stream not only shows concern for those in our body who cannot come to the in-person assembly for one reason or another, but it also shows that this church understands that their mission is to reach outsiders and that the and that the the front door is no longer the actual front doors on the church building it's now their online presence and so uh, i like that perspective is that continuing these online live stream services is an acknowledgement that we're trying to reach outsiders with the gospel as well as take care of our own body yeah definitely i think it it at least should be yes. i don't know that we always take that that approach to a live stream i think sometimes the approach we take to it is well this is just for our people who are shut in at home or whatever mm-hmm. but i mean we're we're talking about i mean just a global reach with this and it's offered for less than the price of an airline ticket oh, to cool. go on your to go on your you know your short-term mission trip to wherever mm. you can you can absolutely reach the world i love that perspective thank you for bringing that out Okay, babe, what grabbed your attention in this part of our conversation with Bryce? Well, a lot of things. Uh, I really liked your discussion about the need for churches to put their best foot forward, you know, to make their online worship services the best they can be. And I guess the reason I like this is because I think we really need to remember that we are doing church for those inside the body of Christ, so it does need to be the best it can be. But we're also doing this for those outside who may not yet know Jesus. So we really want quality live stream worship assemblies um, for our own people for sure. But I don't believe we will reach many outside the church if our online assemblies are not quality either. I mean, it's just going to be a big old turnoff. Well, I won't surprise you to know that I agree completely with what you said. Yeah, we're in agreement on yeah. this for and sure. I, I think Bryce shared many good thoughts with us. And I you, agree. You highlighted one, that we need to focus on a quality worship service, not only for our own people, but for those outside. Well, I am very eager to hear the rest of your conversation with Bryce. Join us next time, friends, when we will hear part two of this conversation of the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we offer practical advice and insights to help you get better equipped, lead more effective and help your church thrive. Until next time, God bless you.